Welcome to the Pathways to Profitability podcast. Personal tales of business success, where we hear local business owners' personal stories of their trials and tribulations that got them to where they are today. Here's your host, Cheryl Mucha, CEO of CFO Your Way. Hello, and welcome to Pathways to Profitability podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I am Cheryl Mucha, owner of CFO Your Way, and I am so thrilled to have Christy Maxfield here with us today. Christy, welcome. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for taking the time to be here with me today. So tell the audience a little bit about who Christy is and a little bit about the company, and then we'll get into the good meaty stuff. Sure. Well, I actually hail from New Jersey, so um, Cheryl and Woo-hoo! I have no very familiar stopping grounds. I spent my first 30 there and then met a great guy um, who told me there was a place I could live. You know, I didn't have to spend 300000 on a starter home in two hours commuting one way. And I'd never heard of the Midwest before, apparently. Um, and uh, 17 years later, we've been uh, making St. Louis our home. And that's where I run Purpose First Advisors. Uh, Purpose First Advisors is focused on working with owners of small to mid-sized businesses who are interested in building sustainably profitable companies, companies that pay them well, pay them consistently, and are profitable. And so when people want to make money, uh, regardless of whether or not they want to scale, uh, I'm a good fit for for those folks who want to roll up their sleeves and do that work. I love it. And You've been in business for about five, six years now? Five, six years full time. Um, my my first act was professional fundraising. So started out when I was in New Jersey, did Women's Fund of New Jersey, George Street Playhouse, for those of you familiar, and uh, WNET, the public television station there. And then when we moved to St. Louis, I had the good fortune of joining the Central Institute for the Deaf and was director of development there before I quit a good paying job to do my first startup. It went yeah. from there. <laughs> the rest of history, right? But that's that's typical journey for an entrepreneur, right? We have this full time gig, satisfying or not. Mm-hmm. Some of us hated that gig, and some of us love that gig. But have this skill set that we just need to share with the world. And for me, I got. I was just reflecting on this. I was thirty seven. I was director of development. I was either going to go to another organization and do the same thing for a while. Or I was going to become an executive director somewhere. But then I was like, I got about 30 years of working life ahead of me. Right. And I was changing jobs about once every four and a half years. I was doing it before millennials made it cool. Thank you. This Gen Xer thanks you because you made me legit. And then, you know, I was just like, I can't do this for 30 years. I love it, but I can't do this for 30 years. Right. And so uh, making the leap and doing a startup, a social enterprise, which really was a nice parallel to professional fundraising, and then really jumping in with both feet to to coach and consult with for-profit businesses. I didn't see it coming. I, I knew there was going to be a change, but I might have shared with you before, my dad owned a family florist right. in West Patterson, which now has a new name. But uh, you know, we grew up working in a family-owned business, right. and that's really hard work. And so I never, I never thought entrepreneurship was on the agenda, but apparently it was. And you're known as the advisor who gets it. And I love that. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about how you engage with your clients. Like what changes, because you very much like me, makes huge changes within organizations, family-owned businesses. What changes you find 
Well, actually, it's a two-part question. So what causes, what's the pain point that a client comes to you? And then what changes within the organization while they're working with you? Yeah. So the the pain point is is usually I'm doing well, but I know I could do better. And I don't know how to get from where I am to where I want to be by myself. The other pain point is we are doing better. Business has increased. We've got more more clients. We're doing more business. And now we have to rapidly grow internally to meet that demand. And I don't know where to start. So it generally starts where, with, I don't know where to start. I've got all these options. I'm an entrepreneur. I've got all these ideas. I want to do all of them right now. And what I've come to recognize is that if I'm going to take it to the next level and do it better and smarter and not harder, I'm going to need to work with somebody who can help me stay focused on those things while the business and the day-to-day operations often take me off track. And right. so a good fit for, for me is someone who uh, has already come to the conclusion that they need that partner. I'm not convincing them they need a coach or a consultant. They're now in the process of deciding who's that person going to be. Right. And when I get it, what I'm getting is I get how messy it is. I get that you're both extremely excited and energized by being a business owner and completely overwhelmed and exhausted by the experience. I get that you know exactly what you want to do in your head, but you're really struggling to put it into words and decide what the next right step is. I get it. I get that that that's where you're at. And 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 I'm okay with that. I'm okay right. with messy because we can work through this. Right. And it's, yeah, it's business owners, I, I know for myself, get we get in our heads like all these ideas and it's a matter of sifting through them, prioritizing, engaging, and just... And I'm a doer. Right. And, and getting through it. Yes. Yes. And I always start by asking, what do you want out of your business? Right. What's your vision? It doesn't need to be your 30-year vision. It might not even be your 10-year vision, but you have an idea in your right. head, whether you've taken the time to sort that out or not about what you really want your business to be and most importantly, what you want it to do for you and your family. So let's get clear about that. And then let's get super clear and be honest with ourselves about where the business is right now. And if we can get clear about those two things, then we could figure out the space in between because we're going to use that vision as your filter and say, does doing this get me closer to where I want to be? Does working in this way get me closer to where I want to be? Does making the sacrifice now get me closer to where I want to be? We have a decision-making filter built in, and that's purely driven by the vision of the owner. Right. And there's, there's room in there, too, to say, okay, I have this vision. And then, you know, it's kind of like shiny object syndrome, right? Uh-huh. What about this? Stay focused. What about this? Let's get back on track. So you become, I'm guessing, too, their accountability to stay on track. Yes. The accountability of being able to say, you told me this. Now you're suggesting that we do this. Has something changed? And if so, let's do this other thing that you now want to do. But if not, let's go back to what you really said you wanted. Right. And a lot of times it's a mirror, right? I'm, I, it's not my vision I'm holding up to you. It's your vision I'm holding up to you. Right. Um, and then we can decide how fast or how slow you want to go down that. Right. You would ask the transformation. What does the transformation look like? Mm-hmm. For most people, especially the smaller business owners, people who are solopreneurs, putting together a team of contractors right now, moving on their way towards making a higher 
we're probably looking at their financials in a meaningful way for the very right. first time, which is why you and I connect, because oftentimes those things are a mess. And I get that too, right? A hot, they're a hot mess all yeah. over, right? Hot mess. And that's also like people feel a lot of shame around things like that. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, it's a hot mess. Okay. We can either ignore the hot mess and let it keep ruin, right. or we can acknowledge that it's a hot mess and that there's talented people like Cheryl and her team who can help you un unhotty, unmess it, make it less hot and less messy. How about that? That's a good um, one. It's funny though, because business owners think that they're the only one that's oh, a hot mess. And I had this conversation with a potential client earlier this week. I'm like, don't think you're special in that regard. I said, it's more common than you would think. And that's why I go back to my dad. Like my dad ran a business for over 40 years right. without any real accounting systems in place. Right. Now, would I recommend that? No. No, right. Right. And it and it had some bad consequences for him. Right. But he would be the typical business owner of I'm busy getting the work done. I'm taking care of my family. I'm paying my right. bills as best I can. And the rest will just have to sort itself out. Right. Um, but think, you can't get you can't increase profitability that way. Right. You can't, but I think the uh, quote mentality, you know, 40 years ago, 30 years ago was different than it is now. And the availability to to have talent like you and I yes. to, to guide and coach and advise wasn't there then. No, I think there was an even greater stigma around it because your community, usually, if you were running a small local business, your community lauded you as being one of the leaders in the community right. and really put you forth in that role. And for you to then raise your hand and say, there's a whole lot I don't know, and right. I need somebody here to help me. I think there was a lot that you wouldn't want to raise your hand. You know, that would be a lot to put on yourself. Right. And even today, the the corollary is the social media, where it says you should be doing this and you should be doing that. And if you haven't done this, you're never going to get where you said you're going. Right. And frankly, we all look our very best on social. Right. And there's a lot of white hot messes behind whatever background the they floor, might be right? in front of. <laughs> right. And and that's it. Like, you know, your business is special. Your mission is special. How you deliver your products and services is special. But your operations, the technology you're using, the software that you're you're putting in place, the processes and procedures, the ability to use your, your numbers to make decisions, those are based business principles. Right. And that's why you get with Cheryl or you get with me or you get with both of us, a both and kind of scenario. And you don't let them intimidate you anymore. You don't let them control you and your business. You take control of you of, of those things. Right. Yeah. And now it's too, there's so much about work-life balance and investing in having that work-life balance. Yes. And that goes back to what do you want the business to do for you and your exactly. family? Right? Because... A lot of times when I ask, particularly women business owners, but not exclusively, what do you want this business to help you do financially? There's a lot of feelings around that. Just like there's a lot of feelings of shame about the white hot messes we might have behind the scenes. There's a lot of feelings and messiness around making money, making significant money, being able to invest in themselves, being able to consider themselves the Boston owner versus the person who's created a job for themselves. Right. And we got to sort through all of that because it is about work-life balance, meaning your work is going to have to be able to create the life that you love. 
Right. So is it? Is it creating the life you love or is it making you miserable? Right. Dragging you down. Like, yeah. We need to enjoy what we do. And, and I probably say this every every single episode of this podcast is we spend so much time doing whatever that work is. Why not enjoy it? Yes. And make the hard parts easier. Exactly. Uh, you don't really understand accounting? Work with a talented accounting professional. Right. You don't really understand marketing? Bring on a cr- you know, Cracker Jack marketing team. Right. And work with other advisors who can help you make sure you're making good choices. Right. It's all about relationships. It's right. all about building long-term trust. It's all about looking forward and planning for the long-term rather than, you know, I, we often see on social too, the, the hack. We're going to hack life. We're going to hack work. We're going to hack this. I think people are the best hack you have. Right. Invest in those relationships and you'll hack a lot of things. Right. And, and those relationships elevate you to do what you set out to do. Like you said, to realize that vision. You can't yep. do it all. And get there at the same time. No, and I actually believe you can't have it all at the same time. I think you can have it all, whatever you define as your all, but you can't necessarily have it all at the same time. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like that's not a shortcoming of your own. So the the fact that you're not able to be 100% with your spouse or your kids and 100% with your client and 100% with all your prospective clients and 100% out in your community doing those things. That's an unrealistic expectation. Exactly. So where where can we put 80% and get the outcome we want? Where can we put 75%? Where can we put 82, 95, whatever the percentage might be and get the outcome we want? Right. Live fully, live with passion, live with joy. And that doesn't mean that it's not going to be hard. And it doesn't mean that there's not going to be bumps in the road. It just means that we understand there's a give and take and there's a rhythm. And we're going to work within that rhythm to get what, where we want to go. Right. And realize that it's an investment. It's a monetary oh. investment to get you to where you want to be. We can't do it all ourselves. We're not good at all of it. No. So we need to invest in the people that are good at some of it to be able to take the steps forward to reach that vision and have the work-life balance and have, you know, the future that we dream of. Yes. Yes. And like I did a podcast for four years. You're doing this podcast. There are people, literally people behind the scenes making this happen who know how to do audio and video and help us put together all the logistics. Because you and I don't need to become podcast gurus of of all the facets that go into that. What I find hard for most people in that area is either they feel like I don't even have enough information to know if the person I'm bringing on is a good fit or, right. you know, really talented in what they're doing. And that's obviously a concern. And we, But there's ways we could mitigate that risk. Right. The other thing is they're like, I do it this way. I'm not sure how to get somebody to do it my way. And that's all around documentation right. so that you can delegate. Right. And the same thing for you. I can't bring Cheryl in to do my books if I haven't given her some kind of documentation about Here's what, who my clients are, how we get paid, what kind of work we do, the frequency of invoicing. We always have to tell somebody something for them to help us. And the funny part is it's not necessarily, like you say, documentation, you think a piece of paper, right? It's, it's up here. It's up yes. here for most business owners. And we got to get it on a piece of paper. Exactly. Um, so yeah. if you can also commit to that, that's a huge commitment in and of itself. But if you can commit to that, it, it opens up so many possibilities. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I just want to go back to something you said about, you know, not knowing if that is the right person to bring in. That's where like relying on folks like you and I who have networks of these professionals, we've already vetted them. I've already vetted you. I'm comfortable, you know, referring you to a client or someone that comes to me. 
So rely on the people that are in your world to find the person that you need. Like don't go to Google to find your CPA or your, the person that's going to, you're going to release your heart and soul to about your business. You go to, amen. Yeah. You go to your attorney, your accountant, your coach, or whoever you already trust to tap into their network. Yes. And that's the beauty of networks, right? It's It's not that, oh, I just collect people. It's that I collect quality people. And then when, when somebody comes to me and says, I need something, I can reach out and tap into those. And then you can use Google to find my website and all my LinkedIn posts and all that. And you can start to get some validation of what everybody else is telling you. But yeah, you really need to build deep trusting relationships with the professionals in your network so that they can help you leverage all the other talent they know. Yep. So here's a question I'd like to kind of explore a little bit. How do you define success, whether it's client success, personal success, and personal could be business or family? What's that definition for you? Client success is, do you feel more confident, calm and confident about running your business after we've done work together or while we're doing work together than you did when you came in the door? And then really, that's what I want to know is that you feel more calm and confident. And whatever that means, we've probably put together financial pro formas and some prospecting plans. We've looked at your pricing. We've talked about whatever hurdles you're experiencing. We've talked about hiring, all those kinds of things. But do you fundamentally feel more calm and more confident from our work together? And then tell me what else you need to to feel and do and see for this to be a fulfilling and satisfying relationship. And then for me personally, it's how can I actually help people get to work the way they want to work in order to live that life they love so that they're not broke and exhausted, right? That's the thing I think that keeps me up at night the most is that I know how hard my clients work and I know how common it is for business owners to not be paying themselves or paying themselves well or paying themselves consistently. So if I can go to bed at night knowing I've helped make them feel more calm and confident, they're going to come to me when there's things that don't make them feel calm and confident. We're going to work through them together. And then they're going to get paid, paid well and get paid more consistently so they can live the life they love. I've done my job, I think. And, and I feel pretty good about that. Right. And they're focused. They're intentional. They know, like they, they begin to recognize what they don't know and they need to tap into the expertise. For. Well, and you might have the experience of, I get two things. People say two things to me often. One, one is I heard you in my head. Like I was talking to so-and-so <laughs> and I, and I heard Christy say, you need to, and I was like, yay, I live in your head now. <laughs> and the other thing people will say to me is you're going to be so proud of me. Oh, and I don't respond <laughs> with, I'm always proud of you, but tell right. me what's going to make me even prouder. Right? Right, right. Because they, they're like, I, I took the, the technique, the way of making a decision, the reasoning, right. the logic, and, and I applied it and it worked and felt really good about that. Or I stood up for myself and I didn't, right. I didn't acquiesce to something. I was, you know, I, lots of folks give discounts before they're even asked for those kinds of things. And they're like, you're going to be really proud of me. I didn't <laughs> do that this time. And I'm like, I am really proud of you because I know how hard that is. Right. And then it gets easier the second, third, fourth time that you do it, right? And then it just becomes a habit. Right. I love continuing to work with my clients. The engagement's involved. Usually they start very intense and then they they, um, become less intense as we go along. 
but I always want them to feel like they've got somebody in their corner. So even if we've ended our regular coaching sessions, I love that phone call of you're not going to believe what happened today. We, oh, yeah. That thing we've been talking about for years just happened or, you know, whatever it is. So being part of people's success and their happiness, there's right. like, how can you not want to be part of people's success and happiness? That's just really cool. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's a really beautiful thing. Well, we could go on and on and on. I know there's so many tidbits in there that we could expand on, but I am going to ask you how they contact you and um, let them reach out to you and ask those questions that have, have kind of risen in their minds while listening. Great. Well, my website is purposefirstadvisors.com. On LinkedIn, you can find me as Christy Maxfield. I post fairly frequently because I want you to be able to get a flavor for who I am and what I do. And you can reach out to us directly and we'll get time on the calendar. You don't even have to know exactly what question you want to ask or thing you think you need. Simply initiating that contact and putting that meeting on the calendar is the first step and we'll take it from there. It's that first conversation, right? That opens the door. Yeah. And I'll often say to people, even if you don't work with me, I hope you go find somebody who will right. help you do X. Right. Right. Or I say, maybe you're not ready for me, but you really need Cheryl. And then you know, once we clean up a few things, maybe maybe it's a, a better time. So it's never a waste of anyone's time for us exactly. to have that conversation. It's a, it's a conversation and there's education on both sides of that conversation. Oh, yeah. And you meet great people. Oh, yeah. Yep. Friends for life, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Christy, thank you so much for joining me today. This was a great pleasure and lots of great information for our audience. And to the audience, reach out to Christy if you have any additional questions or it's piqued your interest or you just want to have a great conversation. Christy's a, oh, yes. a wonderful person to get to know and just tap into her talent. So to our audience, thank you so much for being here and listening in. Um, you can reach out to me or see all the episodes for this podcast at pathwaystoprofitability.com. Have a wonderful day. That's it for today's episode of Pathways to Profitability. Remember to ask yourself, where can I pay my success forward today?